I think we've got a very dangerous group of people who are now announcing that they're ready to do just about anything they need to do to uh, seal the deal, and we better be ready for about anything. With the global economy being in shambles and central bankers moving towards a reset, it's never been a better time to protect your wealth by owning precious metals. Contact Andy at milesfranklin.com. Tell him Sarah sent you. He promised me he will guarantee you the lowest price anywhere in the country. Remember, email Andy at milesfranklin.com and tell him Sarah sent you. It's never been a better time to protect your future than now. Welcome to Business Game Changers. I'm Sarah Westall. I have the great Dan Happel coming to the program. And for those that do not know of him, he has been sounding the alarm on Agenda 21 and now Agenda 2030 for over three decades. He is uh, has been alongside fighting the likes of Rosa Corey and others, and they've just done an amazing job. But we lost Rosa Corey, which was a massive, huge loss. And Dan Happel is another one like her. He has a lot of people that follow him. And, you know, I was told you really need to, to talk to Dan Happel. He's a great, and I'm, I'm glad I did. He's give, going to give you a different insight. It's, it's a little more temperate compared to some of the stuff you might hear out there that's a little more bombastic. But he's been studying this for over three decades, and he's seen the trends. He sees what they're up to. He's just knows that they're not going to just give up and they are a little desperate and a little scared the davos crowd the globalists but they're not going to give up and in fact when their back is to a wall and they're cornered we don't know what they're going to do and so that's what we're going to talk about in this show and i hope this show is informative for you and you take it that way and you know that yeah this is a very serious it's a daunting what we're going through but there is hope in the fact that so many people are waking up worldwide and they know it. And the fact that they are getting scared and being backed in the corner is both, I mean, it's where we need to be. It means that we are making solid gains and, you know, gaining ground on this war. But it also means that when they are backs against the wall, they could do anything. We just have to realize that anything can happen here and we have to prepare for the worst, hope for the best and fight like hell. Sorry for using that word, but that's all we have. We have, we've got to keep fighting and know that there's others of us out there that are with you and that we are all in it together. And I think God's on our side. I know God's on our side. It's on the side of justice. What's right you know in your heart if you're doing what is right, you're doing caring for other human beings and not harming others, not going after greed and power and all these other things while helping other human beings, that's the side of God. And we know it in our heart that we're on the right side of history. So once history is written, we will be the victors in that book. I, I'm just confident we will be, but it's still going to be as Cliff High says, it's a big ugly, and that's what we're going through, and I, I, I think he's right. The other thing I want to say is I had a really great show with the government whistleblower, Tara Rodas, 
about the human trafficking at the border. And one thing that I've asked people to do is write their senators or congressmen, everybody they can, about the fact that we will not stand for our tax money being used for human trafficking. I had quite a bit of people telling me that it was a total waste of time to write your congressman and there's other things to do. And I mean, I had all this, these nonsense stuff. I want to tell you, I don't think it's a waste of time, even if our government is, is messed up. And even if we can't totally overhaul things by running our senators and our representatives, there are still good people in the system. The other thing is there's good staffers that they have. And if there's people that can be cogs in the system and we can save 10 lives because we appealed to somebody somewhere who also believes what we believe and figured out how to create friction in the system, figured out how to save that group of kids, then we made a difference. That's why I want you to write your senators, your congressmen, everybody you can. I also want them to know that we know and that we won't stand for this. And when they get massive pushback, they're going to be scared on both sides, but they need to stand in what's right in the eyes of God because that's who they're going to be judged by. And they need to see that. And I know a lot of staffers and other people in the system agree with me. And that's who we need to tap into. So I do not think it's a waste of time. And do not listen to others when they say that. Okay. I also want to tell you, I am going to have a big announcement. We have a lot happening. I promised you that I would never stop fighting for freedom of speech and against the big tech companies. But we have broadened this fight, and I will be announcing something pretty soon, and we have great things occurring. So next show, I will be announcing what we're doing, and I, I hope you will all join us in this fight. It's We're taking it to a whole nother level. So stay tuned for that. And also, this show is really long today. I didn't cut it up into two pieces. I uh, wanted to just get it all out there. I hope you listen to the whole thing. I usually have to cut it up because my network's bad, but I just bit the bullet and got it all into one. I have a lot of things I want to put out. And so I'm going to try, try to get things into one show at a time, but I, can, I just can't. When shows are an hour and a half, I have to cut them up. Usually if they're over uh, an hour and 10 minutes of an interview is that long, I will cut it up. But this time I'm giving you a full hour and 10 minute interview. So I hope you enjoy this and listen to the end. And remember, also go to my website, sarahwestell.com. Sign up for my newsletter, and if you're being unsubscribed or not getting it, please sign up again. I know people are being unsubscribed. And while you're there, also support my affiliates. That's how I keep, that's how I make a living. And I really try to give you the best quality products and services that'll help you in the long run. So remember to visit my shop page and my affiliates. Okay, let's get going with this really great conversation with Dan Happel. Hi, Dan. Welcome to the program. Well, thank you, Sarah. It's great being with you. Uh, I look forward to a great discussion today. Yeah, well, we will have one. Uh, you came really highly recommended. I had people telling me I had to get you on. I'm like, okay, well, let's get him on. He's a legend. So, I, But I want to talk to you. Since you've been around this for a while, you've been studying the globalist agenda for a while. There has been reports in the media, Davos didn't, I guess that, you know, there's been a lot of backlash and things. And so people are saying that the Davos uh, uh, conference was like their funeral and that they've lost. And I, I don't know if I, I see it that way. What are your thoughts on what happened in Davos and where everything's at? 
Well, I think, uh, Sarah, that what happened was that uh, at this Davos conference, uh, they're kind of backed into a corner. I, I think they are extremely evil. I think that the uh, New World Order has been had pretty much a free reign to do what they intended to do uh, over the last couple of years. I think that uh, Donald Trump put a damper on that because he was a nationalist and not a globalist. Uh, he believed in the United States as a sovereign nation. And frankly, everything for a number of presidents going back, probably, uh, you know, with the exception of Donald Trump, going back uh, all, all the way to Ronald Reagan, have been globalists. And they've been pushing this one world order agenda for the last 30 plus years. And it's, uh, it's now at a point where they have so much of their work uh, in place in the United States. And of course, that's what uh, Donald Trump called the, the, uh, the swamp. But uh, in reality, the deep state's been very deeply embedded into our government, into our system. And uh, frankly, they've, been, uh, they've had free reign for the last 30 plus years. And as a result of that, uh, the national uh, agenda, the, the United States as a constitutional republic has been under a very intense attack for a long time. Most people just didn't see it. I think uh, a few of us that uh, have been, you know, avid readers and studied the history, I think a lot of us have been alarmed, but only a few of us has actually uh, tried to, you know, sound the alarm for the last 30 plus years. And that's kind of where I'm at on that. I think that uh, Davos, this uh, latest meeting, they, they announced that they are in full attack mode. And even though they sounded a little bit desperate in their pleas, it completely exposed the New World Order agenda, which is a Marxist technocratic uh, system under kind of a, uh, frankly, going back to a feudalist system where a handful of the ultra-rich control everything and everybody else is just a serf in their system. That's really ultimately what they, what they see, what they want. And uh, Davos is really the, I guess I would call it the uh, elites uh, uh, summer play or winter playground. And uh, all the people who think they're part of the new world order and think that they will be part of the system that will control everyone else is at the Davos. That's, that's the way I see it. They announced that they're in trouble but they fully intend to close the deal, seal the deal on the New World Order. And I think we've got a very dangerous group of people who are now announcing that they're ready to do just about anything they need to do to uh, seal the deal, and we better be ready for about anything. That's the way I see it, Sarah. So you see it as that they'll do nuclear war, they'll do anything Anything. to keep their thing going and well, why do you the, go ahead well no no I, I i'm sorry i didn't mean to interrupt but uh we have to understand something with 
the new world order. We have to understand something with these uh, megalomaniacs who are at uh, Devos, and that is that they believe that uh, humanity is a cancer on the earth. So as far as they're concerned, getting rid of 95% of the human population on earth is no big deal. That's actually a bonus as far as they are concerned. So these people will kill as many people as they have to to get their new world order. And it's part of the plan. It's been part of the plan all along. If you go back and look at the UN biodiversity documents, they say right in those documents that the world population has to be radically reduced and that a lot of areas where humans are now need to be turned back into uh, pre-Columbian wilderness areas and uh, given back to nature. So, uh, you know, people have a hard time getting their, their arms around that idea, but these people are deadly serious about that, and that's the mentality that we're facing right now. You know, it's interesting because if they think humanity is so bad, then why don't, aren't they the first ones to, <laughs> you know, they, they can't, they can't connect the dots that, well, maybe they should die. Why don't they let have, you know, why is it always somebody else? Well, that's because uh, most of the people who are part of this uh, clique, part of this group are uh, Satanists. Most of them have a very low uh, regard for humanity in general. And, for themselves. But they, yeah, they believe they're gods, uh, Sarah. They think they're, they're above everybody else. They are the super elite. They are the intellectuals. They are the ones who should control everything because they've proven by the fact that they've been able to get as far down the road uh, toward this one world technocratic system, to them that justifies it, proves to them that they're way above us and that we are really just a bunch of useless eaters. Yeah, it's just so amazing that they can disconnect themselves and think that, that you know, humanity's bad, but not our us humanity, you know? Mm -hmm. And we can have... It's just, it's so hypocritical and so beyond. But now you said that they don't value humanity, but they, okay, they want to go down, they talk about it like they value humanity, right? They want to go down to 500,000 people, but they say it's because they care about humanity and they couch it in all of that stuff. Now, is that just all lies or are there people that actually believe that? Oh, I think there's uh, there's useful idiots all over the place. In fact, uh, many of them occupy our highest uh, positions in the university system. Yeah, they're all. Uh, I've I, I've met so many. Uh, you know, frankly, and, and I do. I refer to them as useful idiots, but uh, I also refer to them as high IQ nitwits uh, that are in the university system. And frankly. I grew up in a very liberal family, and I had some of them in my own in my own family. In fact, quite a few of them. And one of them was the dean of graduate studies at uh, University Montana State University, and a very very bright man, but uh, completely 
sold on this uh, uh, nonsense about socialism and you know about certain people being uh, the ones that should control everybody else. That's uh, you know I'm sorry to say it, but that's just the reality. And it's uh, we've we've been under the Frankfurt School indoctrination system that was brought into our universities uh, clear back in 1932. And our, our whole university system now is absolutely buried in this uh, cultural Marxist ideology. So, you know, it, it, uh, it's everywhere. And frankly, uh, these people are so sold on this idea, they'll kill themselves in the process of trying to accomplish the goal. And that's a sad state. That's what it sounds like. Yeah, it's sad. Yeah, they'll they'll kill they, they'll kill them. They're just lunatics. They've lost reality, and they're playing the game of Satanists, right? I mean, they're mm -hmm. <laughs> God. You guys are so dumb. Well, you know the thing is, is they're not dumb. They're ignorant. And and what it boils down to is that a lot of really really bright people are easily manipulated it's a system uh i you know it's funny uh mike mike king who is a a writer author and uh has a uh network or a program called the tomato bubble that he has realhistory.com and at that website he talks about uh what i refer to as high iq netwits and um, i'm trying to think of the term he uses it's uh um anyway he talks about how they are raised up in the system and they continually get reinforced uh by getting awards and getting That's advanced right. degrees and all this stuff and all they do is memorize the 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 crap that's coming out of the university system and uh, go along with this stuff and because they do they get lots of prizes lots of awards uh, they are given advanced degrees they're given wonderful uh, uh, grades on their doctoral theses and all this stuff it's uh, it's a reinforced system that uh, has been promoting cultural Marxism for now almost a hundred years. And it's something that's built in. And frankly, it's going to be hard to break that system because it's been there long enough now where a, a lot of people uh, just think it's reality. Well, now, do, do the people who are Satanists who are trying to do this, they almost laugh at these people? Because they don't, these people are going to mm -hmm. be killed. I mean, these people aren't going to be yeah. part of the 500 million that are going to make it. I, they're the ones taking the jabs. They're the ones, I mean, they're killing their base. That's what's so weird. Yeah. Well, it's not weird if you look at it uh, in, in historical context. Okay, uh, explain that. Why would they kill their base? Well, let's go back to Stalin. Uh, Stalin is a perfect example of it. just a megalomaniac, high IQ nitwit megalomaniac who uh, he was so convinced that, uh, you know, that the whole world was going to destroy him if he didn't uh, do what he needed to do first. And when he put together all of his bloody uh, uh, coups and 
uh, took out so many of his own people. What it boiled down to is you surround yourself with these people who are doing your bidding. And at a certain point, you begin to mistrust them because you realize how easy they are to manipulate. And so you start thinking, well, maybe they're going to turn on me. And so maybe we better get rid of them. You know, what <laughs> What he did is what I see happening here. They're very, very intently trying to get rid of us, get rid of the the conservatives, the constitutionalists, the the people who are so dedicated to individual liberty, they want to get rid of us first. They want to get rid of the American middle class. They want to get rid of everything that has produced all this technology and wealth that has propelled the world into advances that were inconceivable a hundred years ago. We're the ones that did it. Now they've got to get rid of us because we represent the the resistance that they are scared to death is going to take them down. And once they've done that, then they're useful idiots that were part of that whole program are the next to go. That's exactly how Stalin did it. And that's why uh, going into World War II, Hitler almost made it all the way to to uh, Moscow, and it was because he had purged so many of his military leaders and had done so much destruction inside his own regime that uh, there weren't any leaders left. And uh, if it had not been for an extremely cold couple of winters uh, around Moscow and Stalingrad, he would have lost uh, the war very, very easily to Hitler. And it was because of that despotic idea about trying to control everybody around him. That's a good historical evidence of what uh, what I believe they're doing right now in the New World Order. Do you think that they went too fast then? Because with this jab, even though they're going after all of us, they're making their support sick and, you know, because they're the ones that are being affected by this. Those of us who have been fighting this we haven't taken the jab we haven't succumbed to all that we're the ones fighting we're healthier well we are and i absolutely agree with what you're saying there except here, here's what happened uh 2016 they had the whole election planned uh that hillary clinton was gonna win it hands down in spite of all the dirt that had been turned up about her because they knew that they had rigged the system and that same rigged system that we saw in 20 and then again just in this uh in this last congressional election um midterm we saw how they had the system rigged but they had it rigged they knew they were going to be able to beat trump because it was rigged except they didn't realize that the amount of American groundswell in support of someone outside of the system, someone who was an outsider, uh, how much that groundswell was going to uh, account for voting. And uh, in fact, Trump won despite massive, massive voter fraud. And that's shocked the hell out of them because See, Hillary was going to seal the deal. 
uh, Hillary was going to be the one that was going to move us into the new world order. She really was uh, the one that was supposed to be there to do that. When Trump, a nationalist, was elected to office, someone who actually believed in America first and uh, you know the things that he quoted, and I believe he really meant it. I, I'm, I'm convinced that he really, really meant that. Uh, when that happened and the swamp was, uh, you know, experiencing some draining, he certainly didn't drain all of it, but he, he stirred the pot and look at how they attacked him, the Russiagate and all the other crap they did to yep. try to, to, to uh, uh, undermine his whole presidency. And they, they worked, they worked so hard at that, trying to do that. And then, of course, in uh, 2020, uh, O'Biden, and I refer to him as O'Biden because he really is just an extension of Obama, uh, and he isn't even bright enough to read the teleprompter, but uh, Obama is running the White House right now. He's doing it from two miles away uh, down the street, but he is running this White House. And, of course, running Obama is the new world order. So... Uh, all this stuff is happening right now uh, to try to counteract what uh, Donald Trump started. And they see the intense pressure that is on the system now that if, uh, you know, in 2024, there's going to be a regime change and even massive voter fraud. Uh, it is so extensive now that if we have another rigged election like the last one, they really see this as being uh, a, a civil war starting in America. Well, and, but don't you think that they like the Kerry Lake thing was so obviously rigged? It was such yep. it was really obvious, massive. Like it, it would have been like um, she lost in a landslide, but they just fixed it anyways. So. Mm -hmm. That's what we're dealing with. It is. It is. And, and so you think they're going to try that continually. And oh, God, yeah. It could, it could trigger the civil war that you're talking about. Well, I, I think it could. And I think, frankly, they want this civil war because they think they've got the best weapons. Uh, it, it's kind of like uh, Biden said uh, when he was talking about a civil war in the United States, he says, we've got the the uh, F-16s, you know, uh, you know, you might have the guns, but we've got the F-16s. So they really believe that, uh, you know, if, if something like this happens, that they're going to win this thing. And frankly, they do have an incredible technological edge over just a bunch of people. But we have to be smart enough. This cannot be a... Uh, a, a revolution, a bloody revolution where we're out in the streets uh, uh, shooting people. That cannot happen. We've got to do this the right way. We What's know the, the right court way? system is right. Well, the right way is just everybody, and I mean this when I say it, everybody who has a belief that the system is falling apart, they need to get off their damn butt and be part of the solution. Quit sitting there in front of the one-eyed mind sucker, listening to the <laughs> crap coming out of the lamestream media and get off your butt and be part of the solution for a change. Go to your city halls, 
go to your county commission meetings, go to your state legislatures, run for political office. I mean, people need to be part of the solution. And the only reason we're losing this war is because we have such a absolutely lousy uh, participation rate. And they're going to rig these elections like there's no tomorrow. I, I uh, work with Mary Fanning uh, with some of the generals that uh, yeah. uh, did the uh, expose on, on all the rigged elections and stuff with Mike Lindell. Um, the the uh, German newspapers were uh, showing a Trump's lead and this you know of course they're in a different uh different time zones by by i think about uh seven or eight time zones um eight i think and uh they showed uh that trump was going to win 41 states by uh electoral college and won the popular vote by 80 some million to uh somewhere around 56 million that was their their call before the you know the final tally came in i think that was pretty accurate then the chinese the serbians the spanish the italians uh the germans and all the uh computer fraud in the voting system started flipping votes yep and they tracked those votes they actually had the computer files they tracked to the particular servers, they saw how many were flipped, and 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 they literally flipped, uh, you know, let's say 10 million votes from Trump to uh, O Biden. Yep, yep. And, I, I think, and we, I looked at the data myself. I'm a systems engineer background, data scientist, and I looked at it myself. I know that that happened. You know, it was obvious. But I also know it happened because I proved it to myself. And I I don't know why it's not obvious to everyone, but it doesn't seem like it is. And the talk show hosts that are still saying, well, I can't see the proof. Well, then you're a complete idiot because the proof is, is I mean, there was, I had over 500 of the top data scientists and mathematicians around the country were working together to figure out exactly what happened. And um, they knew, they knew down to every, they knew every race, every precinct, everything. And nobody would listen to them. I mean, mm -hmm. they know, people know what happened. And it's just the average person doesn't. And then the, the, the top mainstream media talk show hosts talk like, well, I haven't seen the proof. Yeah, I guess there's ballot harvesting, but not the computer systems. It's like, God, it's like we're a country of total morons. I mean, honest to God, that was so hard to deal with. Well, Sarah, I have to tell you, that's why the New World Order crowd uh, refer to most of humanity as useful idiot or uh, useless eaters. I, I'm the useful idiot guy. Um, uh, they call them useless eaters because they see how easy it is to manipulate people. And frankly, they've been able to do it for 100 years. Yeah, you know, they just they, they just <laughs> they have no respect. They just keep lying because they know that they can just make crap up. And people can. believe it. Yeah, yeah. Well, as long as we're and I refer to the television set as a one-eyed mind sucker, if if in fact 
people are going to just sit there mindlessly in front of the thing and believe everything that's fed to them. It's no damn wonder that uh, they think we're, you know, that we're brainless. I mean, they're the ones that created this scenario and they're watching uh, so many Americans and people around the world follow this crap. Frankly, you're much better off living in a third world country. At least you're not getting indoctrinated with this junk. That's right. Right now, that's what it is. Mm -hmm. Okay, I want to get back to the killing off their base because they're dangerous. They're killing people off with this jab and mm -hmm. it's happening. It really is. And they're going to, that's who their base is. And, and I realize that you kill people around yourself. They're killing people around themselves, but is the timing bad? Because they thought that Hillary would be the one that would do it. And now they, I mean, do you think they're going to be able to do this before a lot of their people who are going to fight for them die or are so sick they can't fight for them? Or do you think that maybe the vaccine won't have the uh, this effects to the degree that we think it will? No, I think the, uh, the jab is extremely deadly. But remember one thing, who was the number one uh, promoter of the jab back in uh, 2020 Donald Trump I know and, what is the deal with that that's well I, that's I don't I understand you. I, I think you. yeah I think he was uh, I think he was extremely misled I really believe that at least I hope that but he case. still supports it that's why I, I know I I know that's why I'm not a big I don't know what to think about him anymore well I think there's a lot of us that feel that way but uh, that leads to the, the statement that I'm going to make next. It's not just the useful idiots of the left who uh, are succumbing to the jab and going to be end up having right. all kinds of medical issues. It's also the, uh, the ones that were total Trump believers that uh, went out because the president said, you know, we've got this wonderful vaccine. You need to go out and get yourself poked. Yep. And uh, so there's going to be an awful lot of people all over the place that are going to be dying. And it's like right now, the reports coming out of China uh, and almost without exception, the Chinese people were uh, vaccinated. Very, very high percentage of the Chinese people were vaccinated. And now the latest numbers that I'm seeing, there's some, somewhere around 800 million people out of the 1.4 billion people living in China, there's over 800 million now that are uh, coming down and being very sick with this latest variant of COVID. And they're all, or at least most of them are fully vaccinated. So they're and victims too. And that's what people need to they realize. Are. Well, the thing is, if you got to get rid of, if you got to get rid of, uh, almost uh, six and a half billion people, uh, it's no big deal to kill off, you know, half of the population in China and the U.S. And, you know, this is, just, uh, this is just getting started. Wait until they really get into it. And, of course, the New World Order crowd, they, they're standing by just happy as clams watching all this stuff work because the people are dumb enough to fall for this nonsense. Yeah. And, and I just, I, and I don't think that they're smart enough now to do what they need to protect themselves 
going forward either, because, you know, I just published an article on how to get rid of your spike protein. There's good information coming out. There's some solutions and there are people reading, but there aren't enough people really trying to counteract. They still believe in this crap and we still have a media that's pushing it. It's just so incredible. We're, we're helping them kill ourselves. Well, uh, Sarah, what you're doing here with this program and what I do with my stuff, we are really the the answer to the problem. And we're not going to win this war by uh, any one or two or 20 or a thousand people. Uh, but we are doing it one person, one mind at a time. And I have seen a resurgence in patriotism and people who have shut off the TV and are now tuning into programs like yours and like mine for information because we finally, we finally have enough people in this country that are paying attention that we stand a, a half a chance of really making this thing work. Yeah, and I really the, hope so. The key is just say no. Just don't be part of all the crap that they're trying to promote. Just say no. Just do not go along with it. Do not agree. And, uh, you know, they can they can try to demonize us. And I'm telling you, I have so many problems with my uh, podcast with technical stuff. I had uh, Jim Beers on yesterday on a program we did. Jim was one of the uh, uh, one of the higher people in uh, Fish and Wildlife Service. He's the guy that uh, was a whistleblower on the wolf reintroductions in Yellowstone Park using the uh, Pittman-Robertson Fund, which is supposed to be dedicated to state fish and game agencies to promote hunting and fishing. They stole $54 million from the Pittman-Robertson Fund in the uh, Clinton administration and uh, put it towards uh, importing Canadian gray wolves from Canada into Yellowstone Park. He's the guy that, that uh, exposed this. This is a guy who was a congressional fellow who regularly testified before Congress on fish and wildlife issues. He was one of the leaders in the world on uh, trying to preserve the the uh, trapping and fur industry. He was involved in a lot of stuff. They ended up uh, firing him, and then they couldn't fire him because he didn't do anything wrong. They tried to uh, uh, fire him from his position. They sent him home for a year and a half with pay uh, and finally settled uh, with him for a six-figure settlement and uh, made him agree to not talk about anything that he had been working on uh, for the previous three years, uh, for three years. And he, he took the settlement. And at the end of the three years, he started uh, howling from the, from the rooftops. And yesterday, they shut down the program. I, I, he mm. was flashing in and out. I mean, I've used Zoom all the time. And he was uh, flashing in and out, and it, it was obvious somebody was screwing with uh, the program with podcasts. That's been happening a lot with us lately, and it's been happening with a lot of other hosts as well. So yes, we're hitting. We're over the target, Sarah. We're uh, we're hitting on all eight cylinders here, 
and it really has them freaked out. Well, yeah, it does. I would like to see more action, more things happening. I'm not quite sure. I'm in Minneapolis, so I'm in just the dumb, the dumb shit area of the country. I, my God, I just, I can't believe how many dumb people there are in this area. Or I shouldn't say dumb. It's not respectful. They're not very informed. Let's say it right. like that. Okay. So I'm right. a little more respectful, but <laughs> It's so hard watching this, you know, they just keep doing their, they keep doing it and doing it and coming back and people dying and they don't think it's for what it is. And I know people are waking up, but gosh, is it slow around here? So I, mm -hmm. I'm just not sure what, I just not sure. And I, and I would like to see more happening. And I, if they're willing to do anything and they have all these weapons, what is it that they're willing to do? I mean, are they trying to kill as much of us off as possible the, the easy way? And then they're going to go in and do the hard way? I mean, when are we going to start mm -hmm. seeing stuff? And uh, how do we prepare and what do we do? Well, that's a, boy, that's a loaded question. But yes, I do believe they they uh, fully plan on getting rid of us, as many of us as they can, any way they can. And yes, it's going to be uh, first the jab, you know, that's that's going to be a big deal. And I think uh, before it's all over, I, I would guess that probably somewhere around 30% of the Earth's population will uh, succumb to medical conditions associated with the jab. But then they've got to get rid of a lot more. And it, it's very short-sighted of them to think this way because developed countries, here's the way things work. I'm, I'm going to talk as, as someone who's been a businessman all my life, uh, someone who understands economics. I think you're probably in that same group. Mm -hmm. um, the better educated the population is, and the, the more advanced a civilization becomes, the lower of the birth rate. It's just a natural consequence yep. of an uh, educated, wealthy uh, population. So rather than, and what they've been doing is they've been trying to dumb down the world with this cultural Marxist crap and all this other nonsense, they've reduced our national education system to an absolute disaster. I mean, let's face it, uh, our young people today, uh, what they know compared to what, let's say, our parents knew, um, an eighth grade education in 1900 is probably double the uh, knowledge in English and math and certain levels of science that were, you know, in, in play at that time. Uh, the education was better in the eighth grade than most high school graduates today. Yeah. And uh, uh, high school education back at that time was probably uh, the equivalent of a master's degree today. We have dumbed down our society so badly through this cultural Marxist crap, uh, through the university system and through public education. And keep in mind that uh, cultural Marxists went into the teachers' colleges and taught the teachers who are now teaching our kids 
in grade school, in uh, middle school, and then high school. So, you know, this system is completely taken over by the cultural Marxist stuff. And uh, that's, that's a sad statement, but that's why our culture hasn't advanced much further and faster than it has. We've still got incredibly bright young people that excel, but they are not the norm anymore. They're the exception. Well, there's always and people that excel despite the system. Absolutely. And uh, an awful lot of them, I hate to say it, an awful lot of them are homeschooled. Mm -hmm. uh, the public education system in, in the United States today sucks. But anyway, uh, my, my, my point being that if we had allowed our culture to use the American model of American exceptionalism through, through uh, free markets, and constitutionally guaranteed liberty. If we had let that happen all over the world and the cultural Marxists hadn't won the battle, uh, we probably now would have a worldwide declining population. But that's not the case because they tried to dumb everybody down. And you know, as a consequence of that, uh, we've still got a whole bunch of countries around the world who have rapidly increasing populations and virtually all of them are third world countries. Yeah. The, you know, the, the, the problem is, is all this manipulation by these people that think they're so damn smart has led to the exact opposite outcome of what one would think they would want. That's right. That's, I always say, this is not, this makes no sense. So a lot of people no. think that this is really more closer to Nazi beliefs than to communist beliefs because the Nazis were technocrats. They believed in killing massive amount of people for their own Aryan race. And it kind of is that same concept where they don't care how many people die. It's the betterment of their race to have, you know, billions of people die because then everything, the planet will be better off in their mind. Well, uh, you know, it's funny. I'm glad you brought that up. But uh, you, you understand the concept of right and left, supposedly. Yeah. Um, you know, they say that uh, fascism is hard right and communism is hard left. Well, in fact, uh, fascism and communism are both hard left. The difference between fascism and communism is that communism is is uh, uh, international communism or international control and uh, fascism is national socialism or national control and so they're both on the same on the same plane I, I refer to them as uh, opposite sides of the same coin yes and total anarchy is really what's on the far right and the United States of America as a constitutional republic was somewhere in between. Yep. Right now, we are in a pincer movement between the corporate fascists and the cultural Marxists. And both of these groups uh, are uh, fighting for control and they are intent on winning this battle. And the, the power elite who are, for the most part, uh, if they pick a particular 
side, they would pick the, uh, the corporate fascist side. But they're really honestly above that fray. They see themselves as being uh, perfect for a feudalistic system where they're totally in charge and everybody else is just to serve. Okay. Nobody owns anything. It's like uh, Klaus Schwab says, uh, uh, yeah. you will own nothing and you will be happy. Well, uh, what they mean really in reality is that they'll own everything and they'll be ecstatic and we'll be damn sorry that we let it happen. That's what they really mean. But uh, in, in reality, what, they, uh, what they're doing is that they're using the cultural Marxists and the corporate fascists to fight each other. And then, of course, they bring in these groups like Antifa and BLM. And for that matter, you know, let's just say uh, skinheads and neo-Nazis and, and uh, people like that just to uh, increase the, the uh, hostility and the fight uh, between all these different groups. And yeah, that's but it seems all like those two groups are... are... Make us all... Those two groups seem to be aligned right now. The fascists, well, in, the corporate fascists, and the, you know, they all seem aligned. No, I don't think they are. I, I, you don't? I, I don't really think they are. No, they are, they are fighting for their own little piece of the turf. But I think what's happened is that uh, they've got so many things going on right now that they, they feel a mutual sense that they're going to get their own, going to get strung up by the masses and hung by the neck. And so now they're kind of helping each other because they're scared to death that we're going to catch on to the whole big thing. And uh, they're going to be part of the part of the people that get lynched. And I, I really believe that. Uh, it, it's, it's out of fear of us. It's out of fear of the masses that they're working together. I guarantee you the second that we, we're we no longer a factor in this thing, they'll be back to their chess game trying to kill each other off. Oh, that might be true, but it really does seem like they're aligned right now. Maybe that's why, because because the whole woke methodology and everything, that that's in both camps. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, okay. and I, you know, I, I feel bad for people like, uh, you know, some of these, People like, uh, you know, and I, I know this sounds funny, but the people like Antifa and BLM and stuff, I think they really honestly believe this stuff. Uh, if you go to the Antifa uh, websites and stuff, they believe this communist claptrap. Uh, but they're, you know, they talk about being anti-fascist. You take a look at what they do. They're the most fascistic group around. That's right. And that's they, that's they don't exactly have the common right. sense to see that uh, you know they're being played like everybody else. They're being well. They're being. It's worse because they're the you know the army for these guys. They're the useful idiots that's who right. they're using to bring this stuff in, and they don't realize that Bingo. they're being used by the people they despise the most. Bingo. Yeah, and that's what Bingo. I've been saying since the beginning. You guys are being used by the people you despise the most. Okay, and and they're right. the ones that are going to be killed first once they have a chance to kill somebody off. They're going to, after they kill all of us off, or after, not us, I don't think, I, you know, it's the people who got the jab and stuff. After they kill all those people off, the next ones to go, well, but a lot of those Antifa people took the freaking jab. 
Well, maybe some of them did. And the other part of that is that they're the ones out in the street uh, burning and looting and doing right. all this crap that's creating uh, this this nightmare in society. And so when the shooting war really starts, you know damn good well they're going to be the first ones to be targets of a lot of this stuff. And, uh, you know, they're training to as militias and they're getting away with all this stuff. I'm talking to Antifa now. And in reality, there's an awful lot of nice, uh, God-fearing, patient American people who are gun owners. And when the, when the shit hits a fan, they're going to be the ones that are going to be uh, getting whacked. Uh, yeah, and I'm yeah. talking not the not the average American because um, average Americans are going to defend their families and themselves. Yes, and they are. they're not going to put up with this crap uh, too far down the road. I I really believe that uh, you know what they're doing is they're pushing and testing the system to see how far they can go. You think that's what it is? One big test. Do you think that they're going yeah. to come clean with their Satanism and just have that be a open uh religion well it's already kind of an open religion and um you know you, you get people like noah harari that uh talk openly he's you know he's a uh, uh, uh gay professor from uh, uh israel and he talks openly you know that man is god there's no god man is god and i plan on being one of those gods some of the stuff that's come out of his mouth at the World Economic Forum gives you a pretty good idea of how uh, how egotistical and what megalomaniacs these people are. Yeah, and th they're already in the open on a lot of this stuff. The problem is, is that the American, uh, the church system, the National Association of Churches, um, different groups around the world, the World uh, Conference. Uh, different groups around the world that are supposed to be representing Christianity or even other, you know, other groups, uh, let's just say Islam or uh, Buddhism and different groups around the world, but especially in the Christian church, uh, we've been compromised. A lot of the leadership yep. in those positions, in those national and international institutions are completely compromised. And if you want a perfect example of that, take a look at Pope Francis. That's I right. mean, the guy's a, an open Marxist. There's no question about it. The Vatican has changed. I have a, a good friend who has been a, uh, a guest on my program before. Uh, her name is uh, Liz Yor. Uh, she was a writer for the Remnant, uh, Catholic Remnant magazine. And she was... Uh, um, um, oh crap, uh, Oprah Winfrey's uh, attorney on the issue of uh, human trafficking. She was uh, went to conferences all over the world, and as part of that, uh, she has been invited to the Vatican countless times. Well, the last two times she was invited, uh, Francis was in power, and she said, you cannot believe the the vatican today compared to what it was under benedict or you know prior to uh, pope francis she said uh, the guy is an open communist an open communist well he also is yeah he's a satanist himself 
I mean, he sacrifices. We have so much evidence and people who have witnesses that have come whistleblowers saying he has done it himself when you look at his past. That guy's an evil man. Well, he's, you know, and I'm 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 not gonna get into individual people too much uh, because I, I found that's fine. I found that that is a hard road to hoe, but uh, I will tell you this that uh, uh, the Vatican has changed drastically. And if you want to look at the uh, College of Cardinals, who makes up the College of Cardinals, who is in the Vatican right now, and the makeup is people are truly socialistic, and many of them are openly Marxist. Now, understand one thing. Karl Marx was a professed Satanist. Karl Marx wrote a play when he was 20 years old dedicated to Satan. He was a open Satanist, and of the 100 and roughly 110 uh, books and writings that he did, uh, only a handful have actually been exposed to the, the world. Most of them have been held uh, by the communist system because they were so explosive and so Satanistic that uh, to, to expose those writings would, do, uh, would be to expose someone who was truly, truly evil. Now, how can people get, how can people get hands of that? Because that is important for people to understand what the background of this is. Well, People need to read. People need, that's the other part of uh, what's wrong with our country today. How few people really honestly sit down and read and read something besides uh, some trashy romance novel. Um, you know, people need to start reading history and science and economics and things that will make your your mind expand instead of just uh, you know being this this uh, mound of flesh that sits on the couch watching the one-eyed mind sucker. Yeah, people need to start uh, doing their own research, and if you do, it's amazing how fast the the uh, picture comes into play. You know, as I as I say on my program, it's a matter of connecting the dots, and all the dots connect when you start to realize it. And you start to put all the pieces together. Yeah, I, I get frustrated with people that say they don't believe something, but then they won't do the effort to look into it. It's like, mm -hmm. I, I'm all okay with anybody having any belief they want. But when you say you don't believe it, but then you won't, you know, like it's a some conspiracy theory, but then you right. won't look into it to prove to yourself. I That is where they lose all my respect. Because what happens is all they're doing is being, helping the enemy. They're helping they're being complicit in helping that the evil continue because they say they don't believe it and then they turn a blind eye to it and then it allows the evil to flourish. So if you're not going to believe something, get off your butt and figure out what the truth is then. I Fine. And then educate me. You know, okay, fine. I don't care. Educate me. If I'm wrong, I want to know why I'm wrong because I just want to know what the truth is. I don't, I, I have no allegiance to anything but the truth. No, and I think I feel the same way. Uh, but keep in mind, Sarah, that's why they consider most of humanity as being uh, useless eaters. That's they easy. recognize how easy it is to manipulate people because most people 
are too lazy, excuse me, too lazy and they refuse to uh, do the work that's necessary to, to uh, prove what's really true. Yep, that's right. And then they just, no, so you don't think that the World Economic Forum, I mean, they're just going to go at it any way they can. So even if, you know, people are saying that they're dead, they've lost everything else, you don't buy that. You think that no. they're, all that means is they're going to go at it in, an, in another way. Well, look at how Americans think, uh, Sarah. This is the this is a sad, a sad fact about Americans. We always we're used to instant gratification. We're used to everything happening right now. We're used to if you want something, you know, you go down the street five blocks and you get it. You're used to answers that are easy. Americans have become intellectually lazy and intellectually retarded because we want to believe in the easy solution. So somebody can say, well, these guys are on the ropes now. It's all over. Go back to sleep. No problem. You know, uh, yes. somebody else will take care of it. Don't worry about it. Go back to sleep. That's how they've gotten so damn far down the road in the first place is, is people are so convinced that there's an easy solution. It took us a hundred years, a hundred plus years to destroy this country from within. It's going to take us at least another 40 years to win our country back if we start working at it really, really hard right now. And we've got to uh, forget about this nonsense of easy solutions. God put us on this earth to do one thing, and that is to restore and preserve and enhance the human experience and, and do his work on earth. And people have just quit doing that, and they're looking for an easy solution. Guess what? It's not there. So quit uh, believing that somebody's going to come and save you. It's uh, like my friend Mary Fanning says, you are, or we are the ones who we're waiting for. That's right. We got we to gotta quit looking for somebody else to do all the heavy lifting, start lifting ourselves. I always say that too. I always say we, you know, they're waiting, even the Christians though, when the Christians say they want Jesus to come back, I'm like, well, I think it's the, it's the, I think it's a metaphor. Everybody can believe what they want, but it's a Jesus consciousness in us. And that we have to do it. And if that comes back, he still needs an army to do stuff. Can't just some one person do things. It's an army of us. Mm -hmm. That's right. That's what I believe. That's right. Well, if you look at, uh, you know, you read the Bible, it's obvious uh, that God expects us to be the ones to, to prove and to advance his word. He expects us to be the soldiers in the battle. And right. I, for the life of me, he I know that he doesn't expect uh, cowards to be his soldiers. These people that talk about, uh, you know, the, the epiphany and uh, waiting for, uh, you know, the time when uh, Jesus comes back and restores everything and all we've got to do is sit around and wait for it to happen. I don't believe God means that to be the case. I know that he wants us to be the ones in the trenches who are fighting to bring individual liberty and bring all the things that 
that the Bible tells us in the play and, and make the world a better place. If we won't do it, then how can we expect God to protect us? It's just that simple. That's right. That's right. It's 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 all of us. So I, it that's exactly right. And if you don't get off your butt and start doing something, it's hard, right? We're dealing with a lot of hard stuff right now. And a lot of people are going to die. It's very difficult. Now, do you think it's going to get violent? I mean, people are going to trigger because you said that, you know, we could have a revolutionary war, but do you think people are just going to trigger with death of their loved ones? I mean, I'm thinking that's going to happen. Well, I'm afraid it's going to happen, and I'm sorry to say that. Um, I think we all need to be prepared for anything, but I also believe that, uh, you know, the way that we have to fight this battle is not by falling for what they want us to fall into. They want this bloody war to start. What a great way to get rid of uh, six and a half billion people. You know, let let us kill ourselves. That's what they want us to do. They want to watch us kill ourselves while they stand back on their little islands out in the middle of the ocean and watch it all happen. And when uh, when it's all over, they plan in plan on coming in and you know taking over and controlling everything. Well, and, and those are the people that should be that taken trap. out, not not your Absolutely. neighbor. Absolutely, those are the people that need to be taken out. You know, Sarah, there's probably, and I'm I'm just pulling a number out of thin air, but um, knowing, you know, the people that go to the Bilderberger meetings and the people who are involved in the International Monetary Fund and all the, the things that we're talking about, the Klaus Schwab's, the Noah Harari's, the people like that, there are probably 10,000 people that are really, really at the core of this whole nasty scheme to to uh, control the world yeah and There's then everybody probably... else's should is is just either a useful idiot or yeah yeah a victim. yeah they're lackeys they're lackeys and and in uh, every country just... including china i mean when people say china's mm -hmm. our enemy well the average chinese is just a victim like us absolutely if you took the bankers out of the equation in fact, I even wrote an article about that recently. If you take the bankers out of the equation, we wouldn't have wars. Yeah. If you took money out of the equation, we would not have wars. And I can say that without any hesitancy. You take a look at what has happened in every single war that we've had, some despot or some international banking group were the ones that profited from it and everybody else that was involved in it were the victims of it. We need to get back to the point where we understand that a handful of people are creating all the misery and all the hell that we're having to deal with. And it's time for average people all over the world to say, look, we don't, we have a common interest. The common interest is the advancement of man. All these different political ideas and all this crap uh, can go the way of the buffalo. If you want to live under communism or socialism, go to a country that promotes that. Right, and we should leave that country alone as long as it stays within its borders and it minds its own business, and we should do the same. We live under a constitutional republic. 
the people who want to live under communism, who are living in the United States today, let them go to a country that believes in communism and let those of us around the world who believe in individual rights and liberty and uh, personal responsibility, let us live in our country and leave us the hell alone. But and, do you think, because uh, um, a lot of those people think they want to change, they want to change the U.S. to be what they want. They think that's their right. And so that's the problem that we have. Instead of you go somewhere else, because the U.S. is already this, they want to change the U.S. to be what they want. Well, they, they recognize that uh, free market capitalism, and incidentally, we haven't lived under true free, free market capitalism no. for a long time. Um you know, that's what existed in the 19th century for the most part. And uh, maybe a third of the way into the uh, 20th century. But we've been manipulating because of all the socialists that have embedded themselves in the system. We've been living under a uh, kind of a socialist uh, democracy, democracy for about the last uh, 80 or 90 years. Uh, yeah, you that's know, true. It started really, well, it's actually over 100 now because it started under Wilson. But actually, <laughs> I hate to say it, but it actually goes even further back than that. It started under uh, Teddy Roosevelt. He was our first uh, socialist president. And, you know, everybody thinks that Teddy Roosevelt was this great tough guy, uh, hardcore Republican. That's nonsense. He was a uh, he was a socialist and an imperialist, and uh, he was the first guy. That, you couldn't separate the two Roosevelts uh, in their political philosophy with a, a piece of paper on its edge. I mean, they were that close together. Teddy and FDR, uh, they were cousins, but they came from the same trough. And so this has been going on anyway. My, my point is it's been going on a long time. But uh, we need to get back to the idea that uh, if we lived under individual liberty like our founders envisioned for us and went back to that system, we would be so much better off. And, uh, you know, if, if you uh, fail in a business, um, it, it's like the smartest people I know have been bankrupt two or three That's times. Right. And, and they learn from every time they... They make these mistakes, but make them accountable. Make them, uh, you know, make them accountable for their mistakes and let them learn from their mistakes and they'll be that much better. Yeah, well, yeah, and and you shouldn't be punished your whole life for it either because then the best entrepreneurs won't be able to learn and start over because failing is part of being an entrepreneur and you just, mm -hmm. it is what it is, right? Right, right. So, right. I, yeah. So what do you just tell people as we close this out? What do you tell people they should do to help out? What or you know, to make their lives better and the lives of their neighbors? Well, they need to participate. Uh, and, and I, you know, I said that earlier, they need to get off their butts and be part of the solution. If there's no such thing as equilibrium, you're either moving forward or you're moving backward. And as a nation, we've been moving backward for a long time because we've had too many people that have just been uh, sitting on their couch looking for a free ride. There's no such thing as, as a free lunch, as uh, 
uh, Thomas Sowell said, there's no such thing as free lunch. We need to understand that uh, if we don't do something positive, then we're going in the wrong direction. We're losing ground. And people need to, they need to start going to school board meetings. They need to start being involved in local politics. They need to uh, volunteer for uh, different local boards, planning commissions, whatever. They need to get involved and they need to take their time understanding that if they don't do it, then the people who are ruining this country are the ones that are volunteering. You know, you, you take a look at uh, most boards in this country are filled with people who work for, uh, you know, public jobs. Let's say they're a government employee or they're a teacher. They're something that uh, is a guaranteed paycheck and they get a lot of days off because they're part of the socialist system. Those are the people who participate on these boards. Meanwhile, the hardworking Americans that uh, go out and earn an honest living every day by working hard at, uh, you know, as a carpenter or as an accountant or whatever, uh, these people are the ones that uh, say, I don't have time for this. Well, guess what? You better have time because if you don't do it now, there's not going to be a tomorrow. You're going to have to get involved. And then when people tell you, you've got to be vaccinated or you've got to do something that you know is not right, say no, just absolutely refuse. Just say no. Yeah, and we have to have mass, mass uh, uncompliance. Yeah, it's, yeah. We've got to quit, not we comply. quit going along. As the old saying goes, yeah, do not comply. Exactly. Yeah, I do not comply and I don't have to. My God says I don't have to comply. I don't have to do something where you're trying to kill me and you won't show me that it's it's uh, safe. So oh, screw you. Okay, well, I am very thankful. Where can people get a hold of you, see your show? I know you're a legend, so where can they see you? Well, uh, best thing to do is uh, just go to danhappel.com. Uh, I believe it's on the uh, the sign up behind me there, but danhappel.com is my website, and that's where a lot of my podcasts are being archived. Uh, it's also a place where you can sign up for my newsletters and to uh, be notified of all the projects that I'm working on. Uh, there's great material there. I've got... Uh, I've got information on Agenda 21. I've got a list of, I, I mean, Sarah, I am so fortunate. I know some of the smartest people in the world and they've been guests on my program and I'm just uh, so happy and so grateful to be able to bring a lot of these people, uh, you know, in front of the American people. Yep. We've got a lot of information. We just need to make sure that we stay involved, you know, like I said, get off the couch and be part of the solution. Thank God there's people like you out there, Sarah, that uh, are doing these podcasts, doing this information and uh, letting people know that uh, there are people out there that care. There's people out there that care. That's the whole point. I think a lot of people feel that they're alone and they're not alone. There's those of us out there who care. 
doing everything we can. So thank you so much for joining the program. I really appreciate it. And uh, danhappel.com is where people need to go. And thank you so much, Dan, for joining me. Well, thank you, Sarah. And I look forward to uh, having you on my program one of these days, too. I'd love to come. I have all sorts of stuff going on, too, that I need to get out there. Right. Absolutely. Well, this is how we're going to win the battle. We're going to win the battle by uh, being there and providing information for people. Education is the solution to the problem that we have. <laughs>